Hi, good morning. Uh, this is uh, Herb Kressel, editor of Radiology, and today we have an unusual uh, uh, video podcast uh, about an article entitled uh, Reviving the Dinosaur, Virtual Reconstruction and 3D Print of a Dinosaur Vertebra. And joining me is Dr. Ahi Sima Isaver uh, of the uh, charity uh, in Berlin. Uh, Dr. Isaver is the head of CT at the Campus Mitte of a charity uh, hospital uh, in Berlin. Uh, welcome, Dr. Isaver. Hello, Dr. Kressel. Thank you for giving me the chance to talk with you about this paper. Yes, uh, I must say, uh, you know, we get several thousand papers uh, <laughs> each year. Uh, and this one I found particularly intriguing. Uh, you know, for our uh, viewers and listeners, I am a, a graduate of the New York City public school system. And they used to do something several times a year, they called it cultural enrichment. And the teacher would tell you to put away your pencils and papers and just listen. So this podcast is cultural enrichment. You can put away your pencils and papers. There won't be any uh, differential diagnosis. No. <laughs> it's a, a neat story. So uh, tell me, how did you and your department actually uh, get involved in CT scanning of dinosaur bones? The Natural History Museum of Berlin is just a couple of minutes away from our department. You can actually just go over there and walk. And one day I got a call from Dr. Wings, who's working at the Natural History Museum, and he said that he had some um, objects, fossilized objects. They were put in plaster and some boxes, which he didn't know exactly. He had a clue of what could, what would be inside but um, they asked us if we could scan them um, to verify the identity. Now, uh, in the paper you tell this sort of really interesting story about the two different expeditions and where the artifacts were stored and the war. Can you kind of mm -hmm. get that a little bit? The thing is, uh, in the Natural History Museum, in, during the Second World War, the museum was bombed. And in the basement where the fossils were stored and fossils from different excavations, the, the building or the, the second floor collapsed and everything just got, uh, how do you say? Um, mixed up. Mixed up, that's right, that's the word, mixed up. And um, the problem is, or the, the, the challenge is, that for the two different excavations, there was one um, that was, um, there are of course more excavational findings in the museum, but in particular there were two excavations, one was in um, Germany and one was in the now, uh, in T Tanzania, um, which were stored close to each other. And they used the labels. Happened in the uh, 1920s or uh, earlier than that? Uh, there was one from 1909 to 1913. That was the one in Africa, in Tanzania, Tendaguru. And then around 1923, I think, um, there was the one that was in Germany. And the, the problem was uh, that they used um, the uh, um, same... Uh, lettering system in in that sense that for example in uh, in the excavation they did in Germany when they found a dinosaur they said okay dinosaur a and then they said a to one 
I don't know, A1 is the head, A2 is the leg, and then the second dinosaur they would say is B. So in the German excavation they used the letters A to, to Z for the dinosaur, but in the um, Tendaguru excavation they used the letters A, B, etc. for the location that they found something. And so when they had, uh, when they had all this mixed up basement and they uh, still up to this state have problem to, uh, for some of the objects to really say, okay, this one is from Tendaguru, this one is from, from the German excavation. Um, uh, they have, they had excavation drawings and before they go, they, before they went ahead and opened them, they had the idea of why don't we put it in the CT and see what is inside and then maybe we could just compare it with excavation drawings, and um, that was the idea. One other question, what, what took them so long to get around to kind of looking after the bones? They, uh, I mean, you just recently did this, and they were, <laughs> even after the war they were still stored. What, what made them interested at this point? I think it's just, when we went, we once went down there to the basement and it's just really, it's full with fossils and I think they're just... Just spring cleaning? They were cleaning up? No. <laughs> I could, I guess they always do it step by step. There's always a, they look at certain fossils and they, they, they deal with it. Um, I, I don't think, it, it wasn't like that they forgot all about it and they opened the door. <laughs> it was not like that, but it's just so, it's such an immense amount of uh, objects that they have there. So uh, they were not able to, there's, there were, it's just, um, just some of them were left unidentified. So uh, you uh, did CT scans and... Uh, mm -hmm. You have a picture in the article, and it's basically a big cement block. It's just a, it's just a piece of, uh, it's just a piece of stone. There was some of the objects were just pieces of stone, as I would say. Some of the objects were in, in boxes, and it felt like a little Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> and they came with all the boxes, and you see uh, what's inside of there. Um, yeah. So you, you did a CT scan of the box, and then you did three uh, D. Constructions is that right? We, we had we had several. I mean the uh, the uh, the paper that we have uh, uh, written about is it's just um, about one of the objects that we scanned. We did look at uh, uh, several more, and the ones that we report on in the paper, it was just uh, uh, it's 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 surrounded by plaster. It was not in the box. It was surrounded by protective plaster. That's the one that we scanned. And um, when we did the first scans, um, at first when we did the axial slices, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't so apparent what it could be, but as soon as we had very quickly the, the sagittal and the coronal reconstructions, it was obvious that it's a vertebra and it was very, um, it was a little, hey! <laughs> We were, it, it's, I have to say this project is, it's just, it's, it's a fun project for everyone. It was just, uh, it, it was just for the fun of it, I have to say, not very scientifically at the beginning. Yeah. But um, we just wanted to find out if we can help. Yeah, so uh, I, if I uh, remember, you have to segment the cement and then the earth and then get to the bone. Uh, Correct. How, how was that done? The... Um, the density of the so the 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 fossilized bone the bone 
was uh, sitting in cement and that both of them were fossilized over the millions of years and the they have very close density values. The bone is a little much denser than the surrounding sediment, but it's not so, uh, so much. And the segmentation, and that was actually the, one of the hardest parts of the whole project, was done by the Technical University, uh, the Mathematical Institute, the 3D lab. What they did, they used, uh, there's, there was a lot of, um, they used some software, but there was still a lot of manual work and readjustment in the imaging. So that took a lot of, um, a lot of time. But when we compare it to conventional preparation, where you have your little hammer, um, when you do that, once you've done too much and you break the bone, then it's broken forever. But the good thing about the virtual segmentation is once you've done something wrong, you can look at the image and say, oh no, this must have been too much. And you press undo and you can go ahead again. So that's, uh, it sounds very easy, but that was really the first one, uh, well, the major uh, working step to do this segmentation. And that will probably also be something that hopefully with the, if there is better software appliances, etc., will get easier. Now, uh, uh, then you did something uh, I thought was very neat. You decided to make a 3D print of the bone. Yeah, that was, um, we were just, we were, Doing the virtual uh, with our um, with the with the with the software that we have at our institute, where we just do 3D reconstructions of uh, normal patient uh, CT scanning. We did some 3D reconstructions, and while we were doing it, somehow the idea came up: Why don't we do a 3D print? It was just really we were sitting in the room and we were so excited, and it just came up. And then. Every, we, we thought it was a good idea, and then we got in contact with the math, with the three D lab uh, of the technical university, which are very known for their good experience in that. And um, so that's how we how the team got together. Great! So you certainly did revive that dinosaur. In a sense, yes. <laughs> now, I, the other thing I thought was fascinating. Perhaps you could just uh, briefly tell us about this. They actually. Uh, working with the 3D reconstructions, they could go back to the maps and you show precisely which expedition and where in the site uh, the bone came from. We had, well, the um, Dr. Wings had a, was thinking that the, um, the, the object was from the African excavation, but he already had some, somehow a feeling that it it's probably not right, and he had the excavation drawing of the of the German uh, excavation. And then when we when they did the scan, he quickly said, "Okay, no, this is not from the Tendaguru ex uh, excavation. This has to be the German one." And then he showed us right exactly how the vertebra was drawn on that drawing, and it's just by chance it had the same orientation as we did the scanning. Um, and then that was pretty obvious. And the interesting thing also is that the museum, so the labeling, it's not only that the that the objects, they got messed up, but also the labeling, some of the labelings were destroyed. And after the Second World War, the object that we scanned, it had the number 48. And someone, for some reason, they must have read it and put an A on there. But with our scan, we were able to say, no, A is not, it's not dinosaur A, it has to be dinosaur B because it's very clearly written on the, um, on the drawing. So it, within a few seconds we were able to, 
to sort out some uh, some confusions that would have if conventional preparation would have been done, would have taken weeks and months and might have destroyed the original object. And now everything is still safe. It's still it's still original, and we we got so much out of it already. Well, Dr. Isabel, I have to tell you, this is a a fascinating uh, <laughs> use of CT scanning. That's right. <laughs> it sounds like you guys had a, a a great deal of enjoyment working on this, and I hope our readers. Uh, enjoy the article and benefit from your experience. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much.